This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my co-host is my adorable service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be talking with historical filmmaker Richard Lonnie, who is the director, writer, and executive producer of the new animated film Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero. And you guessed it, it's about America's most decorated dog. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Richard Lonnie to the show. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licker Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licker Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licker Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have Richard Lonnie with us today. Hello, Richard, and welcome. Hi, how are you? We're great, and we're so excited for you to be with us today and to share with us your wonderful new film. Yeah, I mean, this has been an incredible journey. I found the story probably five years ago while I was researching a, a, one, a World War One documentary for PBS, and I found the story of Stubby, and it just jumped off the page at me, and I thought, I really have to make this and make it accessible for general family audiences. Well, tell us, how did you find the story? Well, you know, when you're researching a documentary, you're looking through all kinds of archives, and as an animal, a particular dog lover, I, I wanted, I was looking around to see if there were any famous canines that I could feature in the documentary, and then Stubby, the story of Stubby came up, and I was, that was it, and I was, I was off, I was off on a mission. Yeah, and this is your first animated film, right? It is, yes. It's been quite a learning curve. But yes, my first animated film. But I've been really fortunate to have an incredible team of people working with me, very talented artists and technicians. So it's been, they've made life easier for me. Yeah, well, we want to hear more about that team. But first, I want to ask you, how did you decide on animation? Well, first of all, we were looking at a a subject that could be considered quite hard. We were dealing with the Great War. 
And we felt we had an animal that didn't speak because there was no way we were going to anthropomorphize him. And so, therefore, we had much more control in animation than we would have had in live action. Live action would have been much harder hitting and it wouldn't have reached the audience that we wanted to reach in terms of the younger, you know, the younger kids. So we decided to do it in animation. At the time I made that decision, I had absolutely no idea. (laughs) <laughs> in making a movie like this, but I do now. So yes, that was really the reasoning with control of emotion, control of environment, and um, able to sort of make it more sensitive. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. I mean, World War One is an extremely serious and heavy topic with all of that trench warfare, and I wondered how that was developing that in animation. Well, you know, yes, but we focused. The, the war really is the is the backdrop. The war is the backdrop. We focused on the relationship between the man and the dog. Uh, and that's really the central tenet of this movie all the way through. It's about, this movie is about friendship and relationships between the canine and his human and other soldiers. It's about relationships and friendships. So we were able to, yes, you're very conscious of the fact you're in war. There are explosions. There are things happening. But they tend to happen off camera. And then we had an amazing composer called Patrick Doyle, who's written over 60 film scores, who really scored this sensitively for us. And music plays such an amazing part in, in an animated film. Yeah. Wow, that was amazing to get him to sign on because he is such an award-winning composer. Absolutely. And, you know, he did that some Harry Potter. He did Brave for Pixar, Disney's live-action Cinderella, and about 58 more movies, including recently The Murder on the Orient Express. But, you know, he, he had a real sensitivity for it, and I sent him the script, and he went, I have to do this. This is a gift for a composer. And we were all breaking new ground because people were saying to me, oh, you'll never be able to cover the Great War. You know, it won't be kid-friendly. And we've I believe we've managed to achieve what we set out to do, which was to to make an intergenerational film so that the grand, you know, because at the end of the day, parents have to take their kids to see a movie. Um, but we've got grandparents and parents and couples. It seems to be something that's sort of resonating with people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just can't beat a story about a dog, and especially a dog that was so incredible as Stubby was. So tell us a little bit about how Stubby got into the war and actually the person that he connected with. Well, yeah, without any movie spoilers, basically Stubby was a, was a little stray dog wandering the streets of New Haven, Connecticut, when the 102nd Infantry Regiment of the 26th Yankee Division came to train on New Haven Green and the, and the grounds of Yale. Uh, he met up with a soldier called Robert Conroy, who was from New Britain, Connecticut, and Conroy took a shine to him, and he taught him to salute, so that every time he was caught by an officer on camp, he would salute the officer, and he just he used to win people over and allowed him to stay. He trained right alongside them during the training period. We cover all this in the movie, and then, uh, without giving it away, it was time to go to France, and Stubby was not allowed to go. He was, you know, you're going to stay here and look after the next group, but he found his way onto the boat and they went to France. And when they got to France, you know, they were immediately in action. And as I say, it really plays on the bond between Robert Conroy and this little dog. This little dog of unknown breed. We don't know what he was. He was a mutt, clearly a mutt. I mean, everybody claims him, but at the end of the day, nobody can say definitively what he was. And we've always portrayed him as this mutt. All we know is that he became this incredible being and a wonderful hero. Yeah. Well, and you have a really impressive cast that you were able to to recruit. So tell us a little bit about the main characters and who's playing them. Yeah, well, the three principal stars we have, uh, we have Logan Lerman, who's a wonderful young man. 
and he just got the part right because he has a certain earnestness about him. And this is how I wrote the character of Robert Conroy. He was a kind of earnest. These young men had never left their cities, half of them. And all of a sudden they found themselves in France. So he just captures that earnestness as how we would imagine uh, Robert Conroy to be. And then we have his sister, Margaret, who I was very conscious once we'd written the script that we didn't have a female voice in it. It was a bunch of soldiers and a dog, you know. So we went back and we thought, now, this is interesting. We can Conroy's elder sister really was the matriarch of the family, and she brought them up because the parents had died. And so it would be reasonable that he would communicate with her. So through his letters and journals, we have a, an insight into his character. Plus, she gives us some context in terms of the... You know, how we came to be in this war. And that the part is voiced by Helena Bonham Carter, who everybody knows. Yes. Um, um, thirdly, we found out that the 102nd Infantry Regiment were mirrored all the time they were in France by a French regiment. And Robert Conroy was in headquarters company, you know, carrying messages, spying, and all this sort of stuff. So it was reasonable to assume that he would have had an opposite number who was a Frenchman. So we created this composite French character called Gaston Baptiste, that's voiced by Gérard Depardieu. Oh, it's very interesting. We we recorded all these three people in three different countries: L Logan in L.A., Helena in London, Gerard in Paris. And yet, through very good editing, our editor uh, Mark Solomon, who's exceptional, he was the one of the editors on Shrek and a lot of other major animated films. You know, he just melded the. It, so it sounds like they were all recorded together in the studio. Wow, that's amazing. That is so amazing. And Stubby was in some pretty horrific battles from what I was reading about him. He actually took part in four campaigns and 17 battles. Wow, that is so impressive. And I, I know when I was reading about that, it was shocking that he survived all of those battles and campaigns. Well, he was a remarkable little dog, and he, he was wounded, he was gassed. But he came home, you know, and one of the things that always inspired me about this story was the fact that it's a bit like a canine version of the American dream. Here we have this little street urchin who stows away on the boat coming to France and coming back, he leaves the parade as a hero. You know, it was a, it was a very inspiring story. Yeah, yeah, and that is what we think of as the American story. And you've had such a history of telling the American story. And I know through your documentaries, which I'm a big fan of, The American Road to Victory, that I've watched on PBS, which is, is so wonderful. And for our listeners, it's, it's a World War II series. So that was amazing for you to go from that type of documentary to this. And how do you think? Yeah, tell me, what, what were your thoughts about that? Well, you know, my whole thing has always been, even in my documentaries, was always to make history more engaging for young people. They were sick of 16, 18 frames per second, washed out footage and, you know, dry historical lectures. So even my documentaries were quite engaging. We used uh, live action reenactment. And we filmed in the right locations, and we had a very engaging presenter. So with this, I thought, now this is a real chance for me to catch a, a very large swathe of the general audience intergenerationally. And so I was able to take some of the principles I'd learned in documentary filmmaking and bring them into this and actually, as I say, make it engaging for everybody. So that, you know, kids, kids, they don't want to be taught anything, right? So you have to sort of entertain them into learning. And I think hopefully we've done that with this movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, and you do a lot of other work, too. You have ties in Georgia, right? Yes, uh, we're based in Columbus. Uh, 
US, we're based in LA and in Columbus, Georgia. Our main office is in Columbus, Georgia. And I came, started coming here probably seven or eight years ago because as I was working on documentary series, I was working with the National Infantry Museum at Fort Benning. And that's what brought me to Georgia. So I had a, I had a connection here. And there were people here that when I started this project that I wanted to employ and they all had young kids. And so I said, okay, we'll open an office here. That's wonderful. And what do you do with the National Infantry Museum Foundation? Well, we we worked on documentary projects together. We developed new projects together. We screened our movies there. We brought events to the museum with some World War II veterans who appeared in the series. We were just sort of general partners. Uh, we brought out a commemorative challenge coin for our Road to Victory series. And so I kept coming here, and every year I I donate to the silent auction three days of my time in Normandy and they auction it off and I take people whoever the highest bidder is on on battlefield tours in Normandy. Wow, wow. Well, I know I love how you you reach out to the community and how you did that with this film with some World War One entities. Can you tell us about that, about yeah, very, what support very, you got? Yeah, very early. We have a lot of wonderful partnerships and we have a young lady called J.C. Jenkins who is a relationship, uh, her job within the, within our organization is relationships and partnerships. And very early on, we were nominated by the Centennial World War One Commission as the film project for the 100th anniversary because they felt that they got more chance of letting the American public know about the Great War through the eyes of study than other ways that were available to them. And then in addition, we built partnerships with education. JC has built over 111 partnerships with dog shelters around the country. In every state, we have partners. And we're giving selected partners are getting a percentage of open night, opening night box office to help with their adoption programs. We work very strongly with the, I mean, we see Stubby as an amazing ambassador for rescue and adoption. You know, he's the poster boy now for uh, rescue and adoption. And so, you know, we've obviously been able to lend that to them and they've been able to use Stubby to market what they do. And they've been great supporters of ours. No, that's wonderful. And he is the poster child for that of a success story from definitely from rags as a stray. When you, when you give a dog <laughs> yeah, a chance, you know, yeah, it's a, a fine example of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, can you tell us, we don't want to spoil anything for the film, but can you tell us what happened to Stubby after the war? Well, he came back and his career after the war was amazing also. He met three sitting presidents. He appeared in vaudeville shows uh, up and down the East Coast. He, his handler, Robert Conroy, was one of the first G-men and Stubby went on missions with him during Prohibition. So really, it was an incredible story. Wow. Wow. I was going to say, that sounds like several more. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. The other thing is, well, you know, through the eyes of this, the dog is inspirational. We had our our world premiere in L.A. recently. We had 400 children from the variety, from the Boys and Girls Club of Los Angeles who came to the premiere. And they were from tough neighborhoods. And we interviewed a lot of these kids as they came out and they said how inspiring this story was, you know, how Stubby came from nowhere and became somebody. And so, you know, it's really inspirational for kids. Yeah, it is. It's beyond. Insp- I mean, just what he did in World War One would be inspirational enough. But then to go on and do all the things afterwards, it's really it sounds like it's unbelievable. What an incredible life he had an impact he had. So what is it that you really want people to learn and to take away from Stubby in the film? 
Well, I think, you know, there are a number of things. Fun Academy, as a company, Fun Academy are embarking on a new lane of content. We believe that there are a lot of parents out there who would love their children to see content, movies that are entertaining but have a substance and an educational component to them. So that's the one thing, you know, this is this is the start, hopefully, of many movies that we will make. We want kids to be inspired. We want uh, people to adopt dogs, you know, on the basis, look, look how stubby turned out. Just give them a chance, you know. And, you know, as I say, it's an inspirational story. It's a story of courage and friendship and pretty, you know, good things. Yeah, very good things. Yeah, which you're right. I mean, those are such wonderful lessons for all of us, for children and for adults to be reminded of, because sometimes we do, we, we forget about that and what the possibilities may be. We do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and tell us, so it's it's being released this week, right? It's being released. Uh, it'll go out. Actually, it's, it, the date is the 13th, but there will be some limited release tomorrow night, the 12th. So it's being released on the 13th, you know, across the country. And, you know, it, it's we've been seeing a lot of support from, we've got a lot of people out there who are really looking forward to seeing the movie and we've been actively around the country doing events and, and stuff like this. Uh, so, yes, it comes out officially on the 13th, which is Friday. And it will be in the United States and Canada at first? The United States and Canada at first. There will be some foreign territories that we've signed. But a lot of people are sitting back waiting to see how we do here. It's a funny business, you know. They're waiting <laughs> to see how we do here. And it's really, you know, I'm sitting in our office in Georgia. It's like running a political campaign. Really, you know, getting on the screens, making sure you're, you know, it's just like how I would imagine. It's like watching the West Wing. <laughs> Only you're uh, living it, yes. <laughs> I'm living it. I thought my work was over when I'd made the movie, but now I'm in with the promotion and marketing and distribution team. Yes. You know, it's just beginning. Yes, yes. A whole we have a premiere tonight at Fort Benning at the National Infantry Museum tonight, and I leave to go straight off to Los Angeles because I have uh, three and a half hours of, radio, of TV interviews by satellite with Logan Lerman tomorrow in L.A., so it just goes on. But, you know, it's wow. so exciting. I, I haven't had time to be tired yet. Yeah. Probably when it's all over, I'll sleep for a month. Exactly, but enjoy and soak up every moment right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell us how our listeners can get more information about the film. Well, basically, we have a really, really active Facebook page, Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero on Facebook. The Stubby Movie website is uh, stubbymovie.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And also, Fandango has the, the tickets on sale now, so anybody wanting to buy tickets could find out what theaters it's playing near them. AMC are actively promoting it on their website, along with Cinemark and Regal and a host of other small exhibitors. So, you know, it, it's out there. So the, probably the best thing to do is to visit our Facebook page. And I'd really encourage people, having seen the movie, to come on and tell us what they thought about it. Well, we will definitely do that because I guarantee you Lovey and I will be there. We want to go see it. <laughs> yeah, this sounds wonderful. Well, we know you're so busy, and we just thank you so much for being with us and, and sharing your beautiful film with us and the incredible story. And we can't wait to see it and to see more of your work. We hope you'll do more films about working dogs because, as I said, that's our favorite subject. Well, absolutely, and it's been a great privilege to be on your show, and thank you so much. 
Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We love to hear from you. So please keep those emails coming. And you know you can reach us at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And as always, I invite you to follow Working Like Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love connecting with you and seeing your photos. So please keep sharing those and the stories about your incredible working dogs. So thanks so much for being with us and take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.